topic that's going to be a little controversial. I was avoiding mentioning it altogether, but I had a conversation with my colleague last weekend. He thought, why don't you bring this up and see what happens? See if you can get someone to comment or or maybe maybe do some sort of a friendly debate. Although when it comes to, and this is a topic that I'm going to address, religion. I try to stay away from it, but there's so many religions out there. Catholic, Protestant, Orthodox, Episcopalian, Baptist. Uh, there's just so many of them out there. And everybody believes what they want to believe, right? Well, I can tell you about my upbringing growing up in an Orthodox Christian home. We were no different than the next religion. You know, we believed in Jesus and Christ, and we had our services, you know, for the holidays. And, and, and my mother was a church-going woman. She loved going to church, you know, and, and also not just because of the service, but because in certain instances where, you know, when someone was sick in our family, she would go to church and pray for them, light a candle and pray. Now, a lot of people are going to ask me, and I think he asked me this, when was the last time you went to church? Well, I'm going to be honest with you. Last time I went to church, my mother's funeral. Now you're going to say, why? Why did it take you so long? I still see the image of my mother laying there. And every time I walk into a church in that front part, by the altar, that's where she was. I cannot get myself to go, because the image is there. Now you're gonna say, but it was so long ago, it was over six years ago. It might have been a long time ago, long time ago, but again, I see her image there, and it's something that I can't escape. You know, you have to understand something. And when we talk about religion, again, it's a touchy subject with me. I've got into clashes with people that I grew up with, but all of a sudden, they become different people because of it. Your religion, your beliefs shouldn't change you as a person, but for some people, it does. Because then they start preaching to you the Word of God. Now, I didn't have the advantages my sisters had. My sisters at the time, when they lived in New York City, they went to Greek school never had the opportunity to do that when we came here to Jersey that wasn't even a, a you know I don't know if it was thought about or maybe it was too expensive at the time it could have been a financial thing so my mother was a good teacher she taught me Greek the alphabet she taught me to write my name she taught me everything and then when I was younger around a certain holiday whether it was Christmas or Easter I would actually read the Bible and I would look at the pictures we had a, one of those children's Bible stories and there were pictures, colorful pictures, you know, pre-Jesus and then after. And this is what I would do. I would read the Bible from cover to cover. And I liked it. Now you ask yourself, when you get to be a certain age, do your beliefs change? You could have beliefs that are different from everybody's. You don't have to have the same. But I always looked at other religions and I used to say to myself, why is one religion against so many things and another is kind of forgiving. And you say, well, let's talk about the Catholic religion. Catholics are very strict. I'm told that they don't believe in divorce, that they have to do the whole traditional around the calendar, you know, no eating meats on Friday. And I'm like, but do you still follow that? 
I actually went to a Catholic service a long time ago because it's a Catholic church. I wanted to see what it was all about. They had the confession booth that if you sinned, you went in, you go, bless me, Father, for I've sinned. We don't have that. But we do have something that's a little different. Go talk to the priest. And I have talked to the priest. When my father passed away, and even when my mother passed away, because I wanted to know where they're at. Now you're going to say, what are you talking about? They're gone. Their bodies may be laying in the cemetery, but their soul has risen. They are free. They are free among us. They are not suffering. They are not in pain. I want to know, what is heaven like? Is there a heaven? Do you believe in heaven? Because, again, when you grow up to say, a childhood friend, I'm not going to name names because I don't want to cause controversy. person I'm referring to is someone that I grew up with. Uh, we went to school together. I'm maybe three or four years older than her, about three years older than her. And all of a sudden, her views of everything automatically did a 360. In other words, she, does, she is not the same woman that she was when, she, when I knew her. She just changed completely. How do I know this? Well, many years ago when I was on one of the social website, web social media apps, I put up a picture, and she had to put her two, her two cents in. And she was like, okay. So then I said to myself, I wonder what she's going to comment. Then she made some kind of a comment, but she had to put her religious overtones into it. And then she started preaching to me about baptism. She had said to me, you are not baptized. I said, excuse me, where is this coming from? First we were focusing on something I put up and all of a sudden we're turning it into a religious thing. Don't talk to me about religion. I believe what I want to believe, you believe what you want to believe. You cannot change my beliefs, right? But with her, I, and I said to her, yes, I was baptized. I have my baptismal certificate. Oh, no, 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 no. That's not the true baptismal. You have to be baptized as an adult to cleanse yourself of your sins. I have not sinned. But I can't say the same about you. We got into this discussion. Now, this is why there are certain religions I do not understand. For example, Jehovah's Witnesses. I don't understand that. They're not allowed to have birthdays and holidays. They're not allowed to, to do much of anything. And God forbid if you break a rule or you do something that they would frown on, oh my God, you get denounced. You're sinned. You get punished. Do you know growing up, and I, I never understood this, why do they go to certain people's homes? There would be a group of them well-dressed, they have the Bible in their hand, and they go knocking on certain people's doors. And one time they actually knocked on my door. I didn't want to get it, but I did. And they were trying to preach to me. I'm like, look, I believe what I want to believe. You believe what you want to believe. Our ideals, my beliefs, everything is just different. It's not the same as yours. Okay? But then they said in the sense that... We have to cleanse you of your soul. We have to cleanse you. I was like, excuse me, what? I have not sinned. I have never committed a crime in my life. What have I done that I have to have my soul cleansed? That's why with religion, I don't want to talk about it. It gets to me because you could know someone that you've grown up with and all of a sudden they just turn on you. 
Now this young woman, well, she's a mother and a grandmother, but before that, she sinned. I can give you an example, and I actually had this conversation with my sister yesterday. We were talking about when you have a child. Now my belief is when you have a child, you should be married so that the child won't be born out of wedlock. If you're not married and you're unwed, the child is born into wedlock. To me, that's a sin. And, there's, and she's saying, no, it isn't. I said, yes, it is. Child doesn't have a father. Child should have both a mother and a father. And I'm sure if my mother was alive, she'd agree with me on this. Because anyone who, who has a baby, who gets pregnant, who has a baby, and decides to give that baby a life without a father, the baby's born into wedlock. You don't think that's a sin? When you want to procreate with someone, really, you should, two of you should be married. Now, under circumstances, a lot of women might say, but I disagree with your way of thought. Well, that's your opinion. My opinions are different. My ideas, my thoughts, my beliefs are a lot different than yours. I'm not stepping on anyone's toes with this. I just think that when you bring a child into this world, it should have both a mother and father. That's just me. Now, okay, you can be a single mother and raise a child. That's, that's wonderful. But again, when you have a child, they're going to ask, who's my father or who's my mother? What are you going to tell them? You're going to make up a fabricated story? Children are not stupid and they're not naive. They want to know. I mean, when you're, when you're a child yourself, you ask about certain things, right? You want to know about the facts of life. Where do babies come from? How are we born? How are we created? Actually, we talked about this too with my sister not too long ago, it was a couple of days ago. And I'm like, you're telling your children that they came from an animal? Seriously? You just have a conversation with your, with your kids. Because, you know, we're curious, right? Now, they could either learn from you the proper way or they can learn from people in school or, or outsiders. Tell them this far-fetched story and children are going to believe it. Because anything you tell a child, they believe it, right? And then they're going to be made fun of by other classmates. Guess what, everybody? This is how, what I found out about how we came into, this, came into this world, how we were created. Because if you tell a fabrication, they're going to believe it. Then they're going to tell their friends and they're going to be made fun of. Now think about that. But getting back to religion, all religions I've always questioned about it because, again, everybody has their own beliefs. Some people believe in Jesus, some people don't. Some people believe in, in God, some people don't. Then they ask, is there a heaven and hell? I don't know. They make it sound like heaven is clouds and, and, and angels with harps, and hell is the devil standing there with a cauldron and a pitchfork waiting for you to come down because you've committed a sin. What about if you were innocent? Because you hear of people committing crimes, but they're innocent until proven guilty, or they were just there at the wrong time, or they got the wrong person. Where did they go? So you ask yourself this question because religion has become such a touchy subject. When you talk to me about religion, I don't want you to sit there and preach to me and tell me I was never baptized. I was baptized in the sense of being a baby. That's your true baptismal. Not, oh, you have to wait until you're an adult to be cleansed again. So I got into it with her and I said to her, look, at least I didn't go out there and get myself pregnant at a young age, did I? That was a sin what you did. I have never done that. I don't even remember doing anything that, that I would be considered a sin. So again, religion is touchy for many people. Now, there is another thing I've always wanted to talk about. 
reincarnation. Do you believe that you could come back as somebody else? Or something else? Possibly. Nothing is impossible. It's like a rebirth. I've heard of this from people. A lot of people say, oh, I've lived this many lives. So you've come back as different people. Interesting. But I ask myself this question, though, and I think that certain religions believe in it, certain don't. It's what you believe. If you think to yourself, oh, yeah, I can't wait to go to that place in the sky, but you know what? I'm going to come back as somebody else. You're not going to know it. You're not going to have a remembrance of who you were in your past life. But I've heard of people say this now. Whether or not they're sane, I don't know. I'm not going to question anybody. But I'm just curious. Do you believe in reincarnation? Do you believe there's an afterlife? A lot of the times when you go to church, you hear about stories. When the preacher preaches to you, tells a story, a Sunday school story, or just a Sunday story altogether, talks about the afterbirth, the afterlife. Well, to look at Jesus Christ. He was crucified, right? He was crucified on the cross. And then when they buried him or entombed him, when they went to go see his loved ones went to go see him, he had risen. He had risen from the dead. And you ask yourself, is that possible? I've heard of people say, oh, I've died for two seconds. I've actually seen what heaven is like. All this white light and going through a tunnel. Well, let me tell you something. When I had my cancer and I went under the knife the first time, I saw my father waiting at the pearly gates, believe it or not. My father was waiting at the pearly gates and he said, go back, it's not your time yet. I said, dad, what are you talking about? It's not your time yet. Go back. You're too young. You're too young. God told me to give you a message. Go back. You have a purpose and mission in this life. And you need to also take care of your mother. Because you promised me. And if you break your promise to me, I'll not forgive you. And he was right. I had to go back. But at the time I felt, why am I doing this? What's my purpose in life? Why am I here? Why do I need to be here? What's the reasoning for that? Now, in all honesty, you think to yourself, well, he was right. It's not your time. When it is your time, you will be called, but not now. You have a whole life ahead of you. You have a lot of things you need to do. And my mother had said to me, it's not your time yet. It's not your time yet. You have a lot to accomplish. I want to see you married. I want to see you have a family of your own. I want to see you live out your life with someone who's going to love you and take care of you. And if you go now, you're never going to know. You're never going to find out what's around the corner if you leave now. Because at the time when I was going through my cancer, all I thought about was the pain that I was in with the ex. He didn't want me around. He didn't want me alive. He wasn't even happy when I got the diagnosis that I was cancer-free. Do you know what he said to me? He said to me, you should have been dead. That's exactly the that. All right, and I said to him, wait a minute now. You want me gone? Then kill me. Go ahead. Take your best shot. But guess what? When the family finds out, they're not going to know or they're going to know you had something to do with it. And I will haunt you. I will haunt you. So go ahead. Take your best shot. I got out of the relationship because I didn't want to be with someone who didn't want me around. If you think about this, there's a higher being. We always turn to God for our answers, right? Whenever there's an illness, whenever there's, um, whether it's good or bad news, you turn to God. God is the Almighty, right? 
he will grant you your, your wishes. And the one thing I've always wanted to ask a priest, because I have asked us, when my father passed away, I said, to him, I said to the priest, where is my father now? And he's like, what do you mean? Well, he's gone, right? Where is he now? Now, his body might be at the cemetery, or is at the cemetery, but what about his soul? His soul has risen. It's released from the pain. He's free, but where is he? You know that, that statement that people say, oh, we will meet again one day? What does that really mean? Because you always say to yourself, where do you go when, when, you go, when you're gone? Where do you go? Now, I know a lot of people say, why are we talking about this? Because it's a part of life. Let me ask you something. When you were little, did you ever look at, at, at something and say, oh, my God, what happened to this? Like, you ever taken care of an animal? And then they, all of a sudden the animal died. You want to know, where does that animal go? Where do people go? Everybody seems, okay, people are in heaven. The good people are in heaven and the bad people are in hell. But how do you know that? It could be a mixed combination of different people. Think about that, right? When I was younger, though, and, and, I, and I, again, I always thought my parents would live to be a ripe old age, that they would grow old together. And a part of me wished that they would. You know, you, you always think, think to yourself, I have plenty of time to do the things I want to do. My parents are going to be there every step of the way. They're going to see me age. They're going to see me grow. They're going to see me accomplish. But they haven't. My father was young when he passed. Still cannot get over his death. And even now, even now, after so many years, it's still fresh. I haven't been able to walk into a church. When my mother passed away, it was the most difficult thing in the world is to walk into that church and not see that image. She was laying there peacefully. It was really difficult. Now I know what you're going to say, and I've been preaching to you, or explaining to you, that when you lose someone, part of you dies. I've lost many people. A part of me went with them. Now I'm trying to find out where I can get my parts back. I can become a whole person. Because right now I don't feel whole. I feel incomplete. And you're going to say, but what do you mean? I still haven't really gotten over my mother's death. Now, you're going to say, but you, you, you seem so composed. I am screaming and raging on on the inside. My tears are real. There are times when I think of songs. The other day I was listening to Elton John, Your Song. The one line from that, and it makes me cry when I hear it, is a beautiful song. I hope you don't mind, I hope you don't mind what I put down in words. How wonderful life is while you're in the world. That line right there makes me cry because people that I love are no more. So how wonderful is this world without them? It's not. And for me, it's always been a challenge. Can I ever be truly happy? Yes, I can. My mother said to me, and again, she comes to visit. She comes to check on me in the form of a dove. Her and my father. A couple of days ago, there were four doves outside. Now, four doves, let alone two or more than two, are signs of good luck. She brought... Her, my father, and two people. I would think, I don't know, they were relatives. 
or people that we, we, we lost. Okay? So there you go. She's always watching out over me. She sees the pain that I'm going through. Layla, I've been having pain. Mental pain. More like health pain. You know, I've had pain in my stomach. I wasn't feeling well the last couple of days. I wasn't feeling myself. And she watched over me. So she came. Whether she was in the front or the back of the house, she came. And she sometimes wasn't alone or sometimes she was. She was trying to send a message. Look, look I'm with you. I may not be there physically taking care of you, but I am with you, watching over you from above. Her soul is crying out. She goes, I don't want to see my daughter do something to hurt herself. When she goes into that mode where she's ready to cry and she says things she doesn't mean, I am so worried about her. And I think to myself, will I ever be truly happy? I mean, you can make happiness in this world, right? And you have to be positive in this world. I just, it's hard for me because I still haven't accepted her death. Now, it's been six years she's been gone, but that's not a long time. Well, my father's been gone a lot longer, 31 years. But again, with him, it was death. His death was so sudden that it just, I never really fully accepted the fact that I didn't have a male in my life. I was looking for that male presence. Not a father figure. No, I don't want anybody to ever replace my father. I'm just wanting that male presence because you haven't had it for so long and you want, you know, but nobody seems to understand that. Oh, well, you grew up with, it was just me and my mother. We were the two women in that, in the family. And I always thought she would be around for a long time, but then guess what? She got sick. We've had this conversation many times before. So she says to me, when I go, you have to continue on with life. But I want to see you with someone. I want to see you get taken care of. I want to see someone take care of you and love you and protect you and, and just keep you happy. Because I will not be happy up above and down below. I see you upset. It will not sit well with me. Now, my mother also knew without me saying a word how unhappy she was but she saw the emotions that I was going through when she, when I was involved with those three men. She goes, I don't like it. She never liked any of them. She was honest and blunt with me. She goes, they didn't deserve you. You are such a beautiful, amazing, compassionate, giving woman. A woman who's done so much for other people. Look at the way they treated you. They treated you like you didn't belong. That's not okay with me. That's not okay with me. And I look at you and I think, you know what? In time, the man upstairs, find that man. Your soulmate, your destiny. Do you believe in that? When I was younger, I did. I do believe in soulmate. That there is someone out there for everyone. And regardless of where you are in the world, where you are in the world, that person will be there for you. You two will meet. You will come together and you will meet. If you ask yourself this question, no, because again, I look at my father and mother as the perfect example of two people that came together through the harshest circumstances, that grew up in the harshest circumstances. They have that much in common. Now, my father could have easily said, you know what, I'm not interested in your mom, I'm going to find someone else. If that was the case, we wouldn't even be around. We wouldn't be born. Father and mother were the perfect couple. 
They complimented one another. They loved each other. They went through so much in their lifetime. Now, because they were married for over 34 years, they're in heaven again. Once again, they met. They're both in heaven. Big age difference, though, because again, my father was 63, my mother was 88, but they were born in the same year, two months apart. Isn't that bizarre? And I told you that, too. Think about this. You're never going to age. Once you go at a certain age, that's the age you're always going to be, right? People are also going to remember you when you left this earth, the age that you were. My father only knows me as I'm 21. My mother only knew me when I was 46. They didn't, both of them didn't get a chance to see me grow old. Both of them didn't get a chance to see me accomplish in life. But I'm still struggling. But again, not letting it get to me. We're all going through something in our lifetime, right? We say to ourselves, if we really, truly have someone in our life that we truly love and we can fall back on, it makes all of a difference. You're not doing this alone. Now, I've always said this to everyone. First of all, you can't do it on your own. You can't. You know why? You're going to slowly give up. Not just on yourself, but on everything that you've worked so hard for. You're just going to give it up. When you have someone in your life... Both of you can hold each other up. Both of you can support one another. Both of you can praise one another, right? Now, I'm involved with someone. And I was talking to him earlier. And he goes, oh, you know, this is a struggle. No, it's not a struggle. It's called being positive, not letting it get to you. When you let things get to you, that's when all this negativity will come into your head and you will listen to that negative voice. Take that negative voice and remove it. Just remove it from yourselves. Think, I will get through this. We're struggling now. I get it. I'm not letting it get to me, though, because if I let it get to me, first of all, I will get sick. And if I'm sick, I'm not going to be able to be standing strong. And number two, I'm not going to let negativity come into my life again. I went through it all. I've had more badness in my life than good. More heartbreak, more pain. But I can tell you one thing. Life can be difficult. Life can be challenging. But it's not impossible because we make our lives how we want it to be. In other words, we are in charge of our own lives. And when we have someone in our lives, we take care of each other. Isn't that what it's all about? Everything that you do, you do for someone else. You only not only do it for yourself, you do it for someone else. So my father and mother, when they were alive, they did it for each other as well as us. But they did it for each other. Their love, I saw how strong it was. It was so strong. It was so powerful. And I said to myself, I was blessed to have two beautiful people in my life. Mother and my father. But they're no more here. They're not here anymore. And it's tough for me. I'm just, I'm living my life as if, I don't know, I, I could hear their voices. I sometimes can feel their presence around me. And I miss them. But my mother says, you will get through life because now I know you've got someone who's thinking of you. Now, he may not be there with you physically, but he will be. And over time, now I've said to him, over time you have to be patient. 
The only way it's going to work is if we're patient together. You want to be strong? Let's be strong together. You want us to have a life? Let's have a life together. Let's not give up on each other because when you give up, nothing will come your way. You're always going to be thinking negative. I told him that. And to all of you out there, just believe what you want to believe. Don't let someone take your principles and your beliefs and then just shatter them. Again, religion to me is a touchy subject. It's touchy. But when you're going to confront me about it, I will, put, I will stand up for my own religious beliefs. Take it or leave it. It's just for me, I haven't been able to go to church. And I don't know if I can. Just the idea of seeing my mother's image, it just still paralyzes me from this day. And when I have dreams about her, I'm still trying to dream of good things. But the, the, the memories that I have of her, the bad stuff always appear right in front of me. And I'm like, can I get through it? Well, I will have to. I want her to be proud of me. I want her to see that I can take care of myself. But right now, she's watching over me. That's why she comes in the form of a dove. Doves bring you good luck. And they bring you a measure of happiness. They bring you a message, basically. A message of hope, of happiness, of healing. So, God bless all of you. Stay strong. Stay positive. We are going to get through this temporary issue in life. This inflation. This struggle. No struggle is greater. We, as humans, are resilient. Our human spirit can never be broken. Our human spirit is stronger than we think. As far as your religious beliefs, believe what you want to believe. Don't let someone make you feel ashamed of your religious beliefs. Again, religion is a touchy subject for me, but I will believe what I want to believe. So God bless all of you. Have a great Labor Day weekend. Great holiday. Stay strong. Stay true to yourselves. God bless all of you. Take care.